Yes, Miss President. Don't worry, we have the best agents on the job. Why, speak of the devil. If it isn't Agent 006. Please, call me Janko. George R. Janko. I just got off the phone with the President. You're needed again to infiltrate and gather intelligence on the damn Soviet bastards. Well, say no more. I'll have this wrapped up and be back in time for breakfast. Just point me in the direction of the jet and... No jet. Well, I don't mind a private yacht either. No yacht. Alright, smartass. How do you plan on me getting into Europe? You're flying. First class? <laughs> no. Economy. Also, you better hurry up. The last city bus is gonna be here soon to take you to your flight. You motherfucker. Welcome back to another episode of Critically Optimistic. I'm your host, Mac. Joining me, as always, is Janko. Say hello, Janko. Hey, guys. Great to be back again. We are excited to bring you this special episode, which we have titled, I Could Only Afford 006. Um, we, we had the sort of roster for two movies and then we ended up watching both those movies and we decided that one of those movies had a sequel and we thought it better suited for the theme. And so we were going to scrap the other movie and then we said, Hey, this is our show. We can do what we want. So we're doing <laughs> three right. movies instead. <laughs> we're just going to do a quick recap of the, the one we were going to scrap because we, we still want to talk about it. It was really enjoyable. And then oh, we'll yeah. get through the to the theme. Um, but first we'll start with news. What's uh, new with you, Jacob? Uh, nothing really uh, much since last time. Just still um, uh, just working quite a lot more um, recently and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, gr- great to get into a, a, a day-by-day routine to go a healthy and... Healthy habits. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. If I only could just stop drinking soda first thing in the morning, that would be mm-hmm. a good thing. <laughs> and eating Sundays first thing in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah, that was today. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. <laughs> this is a running conversation between Janko and I now, is that he's addicted <laughs> to sugar, and his denial of it at first was very comedic in hindsight, because now he just tells me what he eats in the morning, and it's just pure sugar. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I think um, you're starting to realize that as well. I don't think anyone said it to you before. Oh, no, no. Uh, well, well, people are a bit concerned, but... <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I wonder why. I can't, I, I can't help but that I enjoy sweet things. <laughs> but yeah, thankfully it's not that bad as it sounds like. <laughs> but, uh, mm. but but no, nothing else new has been going on. I've been trying to keep up with a, with a couple of movies, but... Uh, but haven't really had much time for it. I've been been trying to. Um, I've been starting a rewatch of Stranger Things, seeing as the the new season came out, and uh, don't remember much, particularly of the first couple of seasons. So I figured, hey, why not we'll just watch it all over again? And it's fun. We're on yeah, I... season three now, and 
looking forward to. I was going to gonna watch uh, the show as well, but I heard mm. that apparently they're only doing half the season, and then they're doing a season break, and then they're coming back to do the rest of the season. And then I also heard that there's a movie oh, coming really? out. Okay. Yeah, there's a movie coming out after that. So I decided oh, personally, I was like, I'm just going to wait for it all. Because uh, like I know I'll watch it eventually, but I just right now, I don't have the time. I don't, yeah. Uh, yeah, you haven't even watched this first season? No, I've seen them all. I, I've oh, seen all oh. of the... Yeah, just not the new stuff. I I, I have oh, seen. Oh, okay, right, yeah. got it. Uh, that that's nice. Yeah, the third season I wasn't so fussed with, but um, yeah, yeah, that's for another show, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, actually, uh, I think I joined it quite better this time around at a rewatch uh, because I kind of knew what I was expecting, and I in general I just enjoy all the '80s references in in the show, and it's mm-hmm. like a hopscotch of all 80s films combined together like you have a little bit of evil dad you have a little bit of the exorcist you have a little bit of this and that it's fun um what about you is there anything new uh new with you uh, do you have uh, any news to share no well, you know that i've been through hell basically the last week yeah. so it's just been sickness among sickness going around my household but we're all getting better now, my two sons and my, my wife and I. Uh, we almost actually, Jenko and I were talking about postponing the episode. It was that bad. I was puking my guts out. And it was just... Yeah, it sounded really bad. Yeah, it was not fun. And then on top of that, I've got a lot of school projects due, which I've, I've luckily, I have caught up with, but I've got finals like coming up right behind them. So yeah, it's going to be... It's still <laughs> quite quite a lot going on, but I've I've made the time for these, and it's it's helped me with um, any stress that I've had going on because uh, that's good. It's fun, you know. It's fun to yeah. unwind with movies, and that's why we do this. Absolutely. It's, well, uh, partially it's why good. we do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I agree as well. It's a good break from a heavy week and just uh, record together and talk about both our passions which is film Mm -hmm. um so that other film that you and i watched and we said oh it doesn't suit the theme is danger diabolic robin hood who battles the cops he robs from the rich to give to the girls ask eva oh you shouldn't have done it she can't get a good night's sleep unless she's covered with money Master sports car racer. Master skin diver. Diabolic. The absolute gold-plated end. Initially, we um, we thought we had this. We'll have this in the double feature, but in hindsight, it turned out that it, um, it doesn't really fit that well with the Bond uh, theme we went for. Yeah, well, let's we we should talk about that pretty uh pretty quickly because when we watched it, like Janko, so this was a theme we made without watching or knowing really much about any of these films. We knew we wanted to make a theme based around James Bond knockoff films, mm-hmm. and we thought Danger Diabolic was going to fit that bill. It, it turned out to be actually a really enjoyable movie, and it turned out to be more of a sort of rogue hero like um yeah you're right robin robin hood sort of ish not not robin hood but you know that sort of like you really rooting for the for the villain in this case absolutely like it's definitely an anti-hero story it's like the Mm -hmm. anti-bond if you want yeah a a little bit especially with mm -hmm. the gadgets and stuff like that but it, it if 
anything though it's more superhero stuff oh, like yeah, uh, yeah. i i think it fits in that category of like heist or a superhero like uh it's I, I wouldn't say like you could definitely make the argument for the james bond stuff like we, we you and i kind of had the conversation about but i really mm. don't think that it fits the bill of the theme well enough but yeah that's the reason we left it off this list but we're still going to talk about it just because we had we have stuff to say about it yeah absolutely and uh, yeah it's it, it wouldn't it would would have been a shame if we didn't talk a little bit about it because man what a what a film that was like it's mm-hmm. uh, like like it's a, a a 60s psychedelic fever dream of a movie that just works so well yeah and it's almost more 70s in its presence than it is because it's made in 1968 but it was definitely on that 70s bandwagon oh absolutely yeah yeah uh well the story of danger diabolic is um international man of mystery diabolic and his uh lover eva Kant uh pull off heist after heist all while European cops led by Inspector Ginko, not Janko, Ginko, <laughs> and <laughs> envious mobsters led by Ralph Valmont are closing in on them. Speaking of Valmont, it's a nice connection to the Bond movies as well because uh, the guy who played Valmont also played the villain in Thunderball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's but... that connection. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is terrific like looking movie uh, it's mm. dubbed actually decently well that was one of the first things that you said we we watched this together yeah. uh Janko and i which was nice yeah like compared to the other film we watched the uh, mission mm-hmm. bloody mary it's definitely a lot better in the dubbing <laughs> yeah definitely compared to the next films that we're going to talk about yeah the dubbing yeah. here is a lot a lot better and the and the music's great uh, i know you wanted to say something about the music yeah, yeah, I love the music. Like, it's scored by Ennio Morricone with a more, like, uh, it, it reminds you a lot of uh, the score he did for, like, Exorcist 2, The Heretic, where it's more synthesized and not as Western as usually a score is, but it's more, like, psychedelic, a lot more mm-hmm. pulp and rocky. I love it. And, yeah, that's uh, really great. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that I found the entire soundtrack on Spotify. So <laughs> I've been having that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to send that to me. I, I actually do really want that. Um, yeah. One thing that I really appreciated about the movie was its sense of production, especially when it came to set design. Uh, oh, yeah. The whole cave, like place where you live. This is one thing that I kind of wish I knew a little bit more about. Not saying that I have to go do it. But it would be nice is uh, the what we found out later after watching is that Diabolic is based off of a really famous Italian comic book. Yeah. And that's what the movie bases a lot of everything off of. And I just wonder like how true it is to the comic or how much they changed it up. But mm. there's a lot like now that I think about it, because when I watched this movie, the thing that I thought about was the Batman movie you know like the adam west batman movie because a lot of that is here in that movie you wonder like oh where did that come from or were they influenced or not influenced but you know like where where was that specifically coming from and could also just be that diabolic is basically for italians it has the same prominence as batman maybe yeah just such a great uh, cultural memory for them that, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they had a TV show of Diabolic before that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, Bat- but, um, the Batman movie did come out in 66. 66, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And this one yeah, I mean, it came out in 68. There's, it's possible that, some yeah, some there, yeah. influence. But yeah, also, influences. the thing is, though, like it's a very famous comic book over there. 
And mm. they could have just easily taken part of that from there, but a, a lot from the comic book. So oh hell yeah, yeah, like it's the production value is also in- impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, it interesting though that this is from Mario Bava um, because he's mostly done like horror films or uh, Jalo films. Yeah, which is uh, a shame because if you think about, well, you, we found out that it was him and his son helped uh yeah that's right yeah. make this film but lamberto bava you you're you're right about that the thing is i would love to see more of these films that, that was the first question i asked is if if there was a sequel because honestly oh, and I, yes. I don't usually <laughs> care if there's sequels but i i would have i wouldn't mind more diabolic uh adventures uh in this style yeah, like speci- the thing is we f- absolutely you and i did find out that there is another diabolic movie but it doesn't is like it's not a sequel off of this one it's by a different director it was recent it was like 2000 2020 or 2021 yeah there's no direct sequel but it would have been nice if mario did more stuff that was like he didn't do as much horror because obviously he had a eye for things that were a little bit action-packed or a little bit heisty, yeah, you know? Absolutely, it would have been very interesting to see. John Philip Law yeah. was great as Diabolic. Yeah, he did a great yeah. job. And the mask uh, uh, that he wears and all of the... Everything, he's he, he's really great. At the eyes, you know? They give off that... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, they were... Amazing. He does. He does a really good job on that. I I think talking about it, I'm realizing how much I I enjoyed the film. Yeah. I think there were parts that slowed down with the pa- the pacing a bit. I noticed that as mm-hmm. well. It um yeah at, at some moments it became a bit of a bore, but thankfully it saved itself in the end. I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, and and I just have to make a point. I love that hippie dance scene so much. <laughs> Just a lot of people chilling in a room with like psychedelics or like having sex and like they're doing lots of who knows what drugs and then a police raid comes in with with this uh, psychedelic song in the background. <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that there's just a lady like naked and she's got a bunch of flowers on her and <laughs> she's just stained perfectly. Still. Yeah, but also it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Adam West. Uh, batman film because there is a scene that reminds me so much of the joker when he's using the laughing gas from the oh right the yeah i forgot camera. about that uh scene yeah you're right yeah and what's such a cool scene too it's technically unnecessary but it's a good scene in showing like the character of diabolic yeah, he's always like a couple steps ahead of you so much so that he'll come back to your level just to be like hey you're not gonna catch me and then literally get <laughs> way further than what he was before oh yes indeed. yeah i i enjoyed that scene as as well uh other people really liked this film too one thing that we found out was that it's the last episode of mystery science theater which yeah. you and i found quite strange because most of the movies they do on there are usually movies that you could easily like make fun of yeah like pot people like the most infamous episode but <laughs> this movie's good like it's i don't know it's not really hard to make or i mean it is hard to make fun of this um movie because there's there's nothing wrong with it it's it's really well done incredibly done and apparently it also has a huge i see i see Uh, why and you know i mean the the posters mm. that this film has around it i i love there's like there's so many posters (laughs) this film has that i just love they're so good (laughs) they're awesome um 
Yeah, and then there's also the Beastie Boys, which I love the Beastie Boys. They uh, have a whole music video just parodying this this uh, movie, which is great, too. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with this film? I know we're not going in-depth, but that that's the point. We're not spending a lot of time. So. No, not a problem. I uh, I feel I've shared what I wanted to share with this film, and I'm, I'm ha- very happy that we're actually talking a little bit about it. Um, but um, but yeah, no, it's an awesome film. I knew right away that it's an instant four for me, just because I, I've been wanting to watch this movie for such a long time, and I, I kind of felt that I know I will enjoy this, and I wasn't wrong, and I'm very happy mm-hmm. about that. Just from start to end, it just filled with a lot of campiness that just works so well for its favor, and um, will definitely have to own this film on uh, blu-ray yeah i want i'd love that too i'd I'd really like to do that as well and i want a poster like i'm not even kidding i'm gonna look for a poster for this um (laughs) and obviously if i got the poster i gotta have the movie so yeah you know what screw it yeah no it's a four for me too i like this movie it's fun it's a lot of fun and i don't think there's a lot of movies out there like it you know that's one of the unique things about it. Like, you, you could argue, arguably say there are plenty of movies out there like it, but I don't know. It's definitely got its foot in, like, a very unique spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely has. Um, yeah, well, we, we could talk about the next film. So let's start on I Can Only yeah. Afford 006, which, ironically, uh, I could only afford 077. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, like, it, instantly when I first thought of this double feature, I just... I didn't have any knowledge about these films before, and I just saw the poster and, oh, interesting. It's a James Bond mm-hmm. copy. And um, so I thought, yeah, that would be interesting to team up uh, firsthand with Danger Diabolic. But but um, uh, apparently there are quite a lot of uh, James Bond ripoffs I've known. There's also, like, a, uh, there's apparently a Philippines James Bond ripoff where they have, like, this midget, and he's supposed to be uh, this dangerous super spy and uh, learned that from watching uh, maidens unchained uh, documentary about about exploitation films filmed in the philippines Uh, but that's that's a whole different story but it's a good start Uh, me jumping to uh, mission bloody mary Um, so uh, this is mission bloody mary The scenes we are showing you belong to the motion picture, which represents one of the greatest triumphs of worldwide film production. It is entertainment that is all entertainment. A drink that's a bombshell. And the first movie is basically about him being getting an assignment to... Um, to secure an atomic bomb that's been stolen by a evil syndicate called the uh, Dark Lily, mm-hmm. the Black Lily, and yeah, so it's it's pretty much the entire plot of Thunderball. That movie is also about a, a organization stealing a atomic bomb and holding uh, holding the world hostage. But uh, <clears throat> I mean. That's a close enough recap for <laughs> this movie as yeah. it goes. What, I mean, it's um, it's pretty straightforward. One, one thing film. I wanted to know yeah. with this film, and the one thing I always kind of... Because they don't really... I can't remember what they say in the film, but every time I see Agent 077, I don't know if it's supposed to be like just Agent 77. Because like with James Bond, it's 007, because yeah. it rolls off the tongue, but Agent 077 doesn't... Absolutely. 
go. So why wouldn't you just call it Agent 77? <laughs> or do you say Agent 077? <laughs> <laughs> Zero double seven. Like like straight away from the title and the name, you can you can. I mean, it is clearly a, a ripoff on on. They're not even James trying Bond. to hide it. That's the uh, blatant thing about it. Is no, they want people like more or less. I'm I'm thinking about the headspace <laughs> there, and they want people to go to the theater and be like, "Hey, a new James Bond film." They see sort of very very quickly. They saw Agent. Zero, there was a seven. That's probably James Bond. They get into the theater and they're like, Dick Malloy, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> where, where the. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they could have thought of a a bit better name than Dick Malloy. It doesn't sound as dangerous as. Or mysterious, mis- yeah. mysterious as James Bond. Does it? Like, it doesn't. Sound I will as say powerful. this, though. It's very American. Oh, yeah. That's Dick right. Dick Malloy. Like, uh, like he's a CIA mm-hmm. that's the agent. that's the biggest difference. It is very is, uh, James Bond, British, Dick Malloy, Americano. <laughs> You're so right, but a bummer though that it has the worst title sequence any in a yeah. in a film. It has a boring title sequence. They could have they could have done so much more if they were trying to rip off James yeah. Bond. Like, come on, have some good animation. Yeah, and the song. I'm not. I'm not with the intro song i think just that the lyrics they just really almost repetitive because they almost sound like i i listen to it they use the same song in the second movie which we'll talk about but i listened to it the the second Mm -hmm. time around i was listening to the lyrics and they just like they're different but they sound the same so it just sounds like the lady singing the same thing over and over again it's just really really bad (laughs) it's not good at all no it's not it's not and yeah the the entire music i think oh terrible is a very low yeah. low point in this film like it, there's it could've, uh could've well since so we're on better. the music we might as well talk about it. so the, there's like about maybe mm. three songs that's used throughout the whole dang film there's the theme song actually comes back quite a bit yeah and randomly too like there's a scene in the movie where there's just a random car chase and in the middle of the car chase when it's slowing down the theme song just comes on for for only like a little <laughs> bit and then it goes away it fades into the, the song that was playing before it it's so strange. Like whoever they got to 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 cut the music in just did a terrible shit ass job. It's it's pathetically bad. Um, there's even there's scenes where oh, yeah. they just play and the song's going and it just cuts right to another song that like there's no transition. <laughs> it's just dead cut. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. It is the worst. Like it's very apparent here, and it it it, it just comes up so abruptly that it just mm-hmm. takes you out of it. Uh, of the entire here's the weird thing and i want to say this right um, now because i think it's going to be funny the film's not bad <laughs> no it, it's, it's i was expecting way like, worse like, and i got something that i i honestly will remember dick malloy for the rest of my life and i i i enjoyed the movies this <laughs> i'm not even gonna hide that i actually enjoyed these movies yeah i mean mm-hmm. they're, they're not bad like they, they yeah. did the best they could and like there are way worse ripoffs out there than than agent double seven Oh, seven, seven. <laughs> See, it's so um, it's such a bad agent name. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like this is a perfect example, though, of of a general exploitation genre uh, because they're they're cashing in on something mm-hmm. highly successful. They're just making money off it, and doesn't really matter if it's good or bad. It, it, it's a plus if the, it's if it turns out good, and 
this definitely turned out better yeah. than what it, what you initially think it. And if we like. do a sequel um, in the a sequel double feature to this, uh, since there are lots of other mm. um, James Bond ripoff films, yeah. maybe we just struck gold right from the get go with this one because it's it's good, <laughs> and the other ones are just terrible. Sounds but like it, yeah. I mean, that's a high possibility <laughs> that that's what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so seeing as this came out in 65 and the same year as Thunderball came out, uh, there's clearly a lot of, um, a lot of references to, uh, to Dr. No, uh, a little bit Goldfinger, a lot of From Russia with Love and mainly Thunderball. But what I find impressive is that it's actually managed to rip off future Bond films. <laughs> oh, so I'm very noobish when it comes to James Bond films. I've seen only like a handful, like oh, maybe yeah. three or four. Like I'm, I even some of the new ones I, okay. I haven't seen. And it's weird that, yeah, no, it's oh, weird that I came up with yeah, this theme about... because it makes it sound like I know James Bond. <laughs> I don't, I don't know James Bond. If anything, Dick Malloy <laughs> is my James Bond at this moment. So <laughs> <laughs> good. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah, that was actually something I was about to ask you on this episode is if, if you had any uh, experiences or if you have any uh, knowledge about James no. Bond in general, but, um, but yeah, no, what I mentioned with um, it ripping off future James Bond films, uh, there's there's a scene where he um, starts a ballroom brawl out of nowhere to to cause a distraction. And that same thing happens in, um, I think it's License to Kill with uh, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton, the one, the guy who played in only two Bond films. Like, uh, And it's, uh, that's an awesome film, by the way. It's an 80s bond film that just is oh, nice. 80s <laughs> but um but uh yeah that was just a a, a, a lame joke to saying that it it even managed to rip off i mean bond hey films. you never you never know because <laughs> but, this obviously uh, made it circulation hmm. and people enjoyed it so oh yeah definitely. well we should start off definitely. from the the start a little bit um, i i, I want to say that the oh, yeah. the movie starts off we, we get the plot down pretty pretty quick like we understand what's happening and then obviously dick malloy has got to get get entered mm. into the fray one thing that really makes you like know and it doesn't even try to hide it it's like hey guess what this is a low budget <laughs> knockoff james bond film um so there's nothing fancy our office building's just like a, a, a office <laughs> that we found in a warehouse <laughs> and everything about it is so <laughs> yeah. low budget like Oh, we meet Dick Malloy, and he's just in a hotel room with his. You you'd assume girlfriend. That's oh, I really want to talk about that. So Dick Malloy gets a phone call in the hotel, and the girlfriend's sitting there, and he's like, Ah, I I gotta go. I've gotta gotta do a job, you know, because he can't say what he does. And she's like, Oh, are you gonna be back? And he's like, I'll yeah. be back before. I swear, he says, I'll be back before like <laughs> like tomorrow or like bed or something like he, a very short amount of time and i'm gonna jump ahead because mm-hmm. it only makes sense if i do that right now the end of the yeah, film ends with him coming back to that hotel room and she's wearing the exact same thing and doing the exact same thing but throughout the whole time it's been <laughs> like two weeks <laughs> <laughs> that confused the heck out of me i was like she's just been waiting there <laughs> that long yeah. or the movie just does not give a crap and he's like well he said he'd be back so he's got to be back <laughs> this film has uh surprisingly it has some decent camera work uh here yeah and, it does here uh it, it uh, knows knows how to play with the camera a little bit 
Like there's one one particular scene I love is when Dick Malloy enters this um, cabaret club or whatever it is. It's like a nightclub mm-hmm. where they have strippers, uh, but it's uh, it's a rich place, so pe- couples are eating. So I thought that was kind of odd. Um, it's like a burlesque show. Oh, they got that. Oh, that's the yeah but, where uh, they introduce one of the characters. They do that in the second movie too, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I I love the way it uh, introduces that scene. Like it, the camera just goes into the hall and it pans to the right. I I love that. That was really good. And I find it weird that, like, she wrote a clue on her bra <laughs> that he took off, and like, uh, I don't quite remember what what was on the strap, but it said like you need to leave now. I just found. Oh yeah, it was like on the, well, there's a a few creative ways that messages are sent in these movies, especially the (laughs) second one, which is interesting. I quite liked it as well. Dick Malloy gets the call. He goes to like a shooting range or no, like the government shooting range, but it's literally just like this basement and they say like, oh yeah, you you gotta go do this thing the basically the plot he's like all right i'll go do it and they give him a suitcase they're like okay bye bye and then he just gets on a plane <laughs> like flies coach um yeah <laughs> and then he gets to europe and he has to catch a taxi and the whole time i'm thinking like man this bond sure does not know <laughs> like how good the other bonds have it yeah you're right but did you um did they show any gadgets in that scene no i can't quite remember so that's that at this point but That's the thing I want to say is, and I'm going to come back to with the second movie, is this movie was, it's like Mm. they're the two different agents, like um, spy movies they wanted to be. Like this one was more sort of like brawling, like fight across Europe uh, spy. And the other one was more like actual spy with gadgets in the other one. Like that, that's the one thing I enjoy most about these spy films is their Mm -hmm. showcasing of gadgets and like creative ways of how to like make a weapon out of uh, some yeah i can't i and i honestly can't remember if this one had any gadgets at all like there's guns there's a there's a few guns basically just pistols Mm. a lot of these movies are just pistols i know the second one has uh, lots of gadgets that i enjoyed but this one i don't we should talk about this though so throughout the middle of the movie even though i was really enjoying myself with everything going on, I fell asleep for like a solid 10 minutes and I don't know <laughs> if I missed anything really important. Um, when I woke I up, I will can. tell you this, when I woke up, the guy like it is, um, from the taxi was back. You know, the guy he meets on the, the beach? Oh, and I was like, and I was like, yes, where did, what the, <laughs> I was like, why is he back? <laughs> I was like, how long was he asleep? <laughs> I was so confused. Like um like it is it is a very straightforward film so it's not really it's not really bad if you miss No, I I wasn't film. I wasn't lost. <laughs> like you can easily, yeah. easily retrace yours. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, so the the movie goes on uh there's lots of different scenes with Dick Malloy. Going to, a lot of a lot of this one like I said is him going through Europe a lot more than the other one. Mind you too all of these films are in Europe, which is interesting. You figure that yeah. ground on American, you know, like a little bit more scenes in American soil, but then again. Yeah, you'd think so. But also when you think about it, this first film seems like an early contender to um, to the Eurocrime genre or how Italians call it, Polisiteshi, which is basically uh, brawling films about uh, like a tough, usually a tough detective that, goes on the case and 
mm-hmm. like a lot of violence, a lot of um, like, but but yeah, the the general of that pl- of that genre is that they all take place in Europe. So maybe it's like like uh, an early contender mm-hmm. to that genre, maybe. Um, I do want to say I enjoyed Ken Clark and whoever dubbed him, or unless that was his actual voice, I'm pretty sure he's dubbed. But I love the guy who yeah. dubbed uh, Dick Malloy because his voice, I wish all the James Bonds sound like him because it's so good. <laughs> he's got such a great like voice for uh, for the role that he's playing. It's, it's perfect. That's probably half of the reason why I like the movie as much as I did. It, it was just really fun to listen to. <laughs> Yeah, I. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he no, did it. Did. I was really happy that the same hero. guy did the other film too, which makes sense. Absolutely, like he's, he's charismatic enough to be a, a like mm-hmm. a, a super. Yeah, spy. I I agree with with that. He's the perfect fit for the for the role. Oh, uh, you know what? And I want to talk about Heston. Yeah. The the sort of like partner, the guy who watches him, his like bodyguard. Yeah, I. That's right. I enjoyed yeah, Heston yeah, as well too, fun. because at the end it comes through with a major uh, turnaround twist. I won't, yeah. We won't spoil it, <laughs> honestly, which is kind of weird to say. We won't spoil it because these films are <laughs> worth watching, and she should watch them if you get the chance. I feel so too. Like um, they're not amazing films. Yeah, and you can go enjoyable. up to people who are like super like, big uh, Bond heads, and you could be like, ah, uh, you know what, <laughs> Agent 007, he's okay, but Agent Zero Seventy Seven, well. Uh, he's good. <laughs> actually, actually, it's it's a lot better than that Casino Royale film they tried to make. <clears throat> uh, or well, this is Casino Royale from the sixties, uh, and that was a disaster of a film because it has uh, Peter Sellers as James Bond, um, and then it has. Uh, what's what's the um, Orson Welles? Oh, Orson Welles does a good villain, um, and it also has a cameo of Woody Allen, where he plays James Bond's what cousin. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's very weird. And then in the middle of the production, like um, Peter Sellers was like he left the production, so they need to find a replacement oh for someone God. to play Bond. So they got um, the other guy who's in uh, the Pink Panther film. I I'm not. I, I, I'm not getting his name right now, uh-huh. but the uh, older guy. Uh, he basically replaced him, and he plays him more like a Sherlock Holmes-type character <laughs> than Bond. So wow. it's, it's a mess of a production, and and this, this, this film is a lot better than that one. <laughs> yeah, I know that there are Bond films that are just generally not not liked at all. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there are there are some horrible Bond films. Um, they're not all as good. Yeah. Um, well, okay, well, well, let's do our rating for this because yeah. I think we said a fair amount because we're just going to keep talking about the same guy now for the other film, but that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what did, what did you think of, uh, the, the first agent's mission? Well, <clears throat> well, I, I'm, I'm the same as you. I thought I wouldn't like it as much. Um, but, um, but yeah, I got surprised and thought it was, um, was fairly decent enjoyed myself uh, throughout the film mm-hmm. and if I should if I would rate it fairly uh, I'm sitting on the fence whether I should give it two or two and a half or three uh, well think about it uh, I'll, I'll I'll say my uh, score right now because mm-hmm. I think 
I think for me, I'm gonna give it two and a half, which okay, is an yeah. average an average rating for us uh, using using our system. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, uh, I think average because around the middle it started to lose me, and obviously that's apparent because I fell asleep. I was I was mm-hmm. tired, but it was starting to lose me. I was getting a little bit like oh. I don't know if I'm really starting to care. I think I was taking itself a bit seriously, whereas I was enjoying <laughs> like how freaking broke this agent was, you know, like everything about the production and everything. It was just broke. And and when I say broke, I just mean like everything felt cheap, uh, but it was oh, enjoyable. Yeah. It had a, a charm to it. But after a while, it, it, it just, I think it just dragged a bit for me uh, personally, which is weird because the other one's longer and I like, I enjoyed the other one longer uh, more. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think two, two and a half is, is what I'm going to stick with this one. Uh, I think sure. I'll, I think I'll give it the same. Um, because the, there are moments where it really annoyed me with the music and the, don't, don't get me wrong. There are parts of these movies that are just kind of like annoying, annoying, I think is the best word for it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when we look at this film and think of the like what they're actually doing like it, it's a no-brainer that it, it's not going to be a four four-star film yeah but that yeah. that's not a that's not a bad thing either like you can still see a movie enjoy the hell out of it and still mm-hmm. give it an average you- rating so I, I think i'll i think i'll settle with a two and a half as well it it it, it, it deserves it that much at least yeah, I I think for anything that's gonna be a knockoff, if you manage to achieve like being something that's worth um, worth viewing, you know, because that's that's a big thing. If you if you come out clearly as like, hey, we are a knockoff of this, mm-hmm. right away people are gonna come in with terrible low expectations. And if you manage to change that on someone, that's not an easy thing to do sometimes. Oh, so. absolutely not. No. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we'll, we'll move on to the, oh, by the, we're not yeah. doing trivia on these films because guess what? There isn't any, it's as good as so, it gets on that one. Yeah. So we're moving on to agent 077 from with the Ken Orient Clark, with fury, the secret agent who thrills audiences the world over desired and loved by the most glamorous women of every country in his greatest and most applauded performance. Escape him, hate him, or you'll know it anymore <laughs> like that's obviously a, a jab at the name of from russia with love um yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so the the plot with this one is uh, a scientist who has invented a weapon capable of disintegrating solid matter is kidnapped by a criminal gang which intends to sell the scientists uh and his weapon to the highest bidder 
A secret agent and the scientist's daughter set out to track down the kidnapper and rescue the scientist. That, so, oh, sorry, I'm just reading this off of IMDb. That's not actually right. No, it isn't, no. No, because it says him and the daughter, but the daughter is not, but she's hardly, well, she's in the film, but she's not, Yeah. not, not as the description says. No, that's right. The daughter is with uh, uh, Dick Malloy most of the time, right? Uh. No, 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 because it says the secret agent, so Dick Malloy, and the scientist's daughter, but the daughter gets kidnapped. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah you're right, you're right, you're right. You just watched it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> the heck, man. <laughs> uh, uh, I wasn't, as, I wasn't I'll, I'll say this, though, I wasn't as invested with this film as the previous one. But see, that's, that is weird, because boring, I did... Yeah. I, I enjoyed this one more. I thought it was mm. more fun. Um, yeah. I, it was interesting the way Dick Malloy gets introduced in this film as opposed to the other one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that was that was a clever He's, clever way to do it. Do that. I, I don't know if I'd use the word clever. Because <laughs> he's literally like they they say, oh, "Where's Dick Malloy? Oh, he's on vacation." And then it cuts to him on vacation, and he's literally just beating up a bunch of French people in a bar. Oh yeah, that's right. He's basically doing the exact same scene from the other movie. That's that's actually where the my least favorite part of the movie because it, it was entertaining, but in the same sense, you're like, "Oh, are they just gonna take what people they thought people liked from the last one and just oh, put it into this?" Right. That's what that right. was my fear. Okay, yeah. Because he literally was just doing the exact same thing, you know. That, that's right. Yeah. What's well, well, good that it that it uh, that it did turn out to be that way though. Um, yeah, it pays off a bit better. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of like the opening. Like, uh, well, who's going to pay for my bar? This guy. And then he just throws him at the just bar. Throws him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one of you is the richest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, I, enjoy the, I, I enjoy this one. I, I think the lines are wittier. I think mm. the gadgets... We get the gadgets in this one, which are a lot. Like even the criminals have gadgets in this one, which is that's cool. right. Yeah, uh, that, that was fun. That was really fun. And, and I I enjoyed the story a little bit more mm. too. Like the nuclear bomb stuff in the last one it was it was fine. But you know, if you're gonna be a James Bond ripoff film, you kind of want to make yourself stand out a little bit with plot. Um, yeah, that's and right. I, th- I feel yeah. like this one did it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right because most Bond films don't really have a realistic plot when you think about it. <laughs> no. No, yeah, I I I think that this one for me personally, I think is a little bit better. And I'm not saying it's like, a little bit better by like a lot, but it's No, of course not. Yeah. But like it's it just shows that they were more confident with this one perhaps, like uh like seeing as Mission Bloody Mary was the first one and they kind of it kind of looks like they wanted to to do it right uh so they so they weren't they they were a bit afraid to play around with it which uh mm-hmm. which which is, you can clearly tell here they they had more confidence maybe and yeah yeah, I, yeah no you're right the the interesting thing i i do want to talk about this so both movies were made in the exact same year though that means oh. they were both released in the same year which is yeah. did they make them like right away like without even you know like yeah. did the person just say like i want to do this and the the 
uh, production team or whoever was throwing money at this was so confident that they're just like, make two right now. Like just two, give me two. Um, Because that's exactly what must have happened for it to both come out on the same year. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Um, But it's interesting with the, like when you look at, at Italian cinema or Japanese cinema, like they have this very guerrilla style of releasing films Mm-hmm. Um, because Japan did that too in like the 70s they just released film after film uh, like sequels the same year and it just uh, uh, where was it going with this oh, it just shows that it's a different 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 type of uh, uh, movie production in like Europe or Japan compared to the US when it comes yeah, to yeah even even just the uh, a sign of the times like yeah. that that wouldn't happen anymore uh anyway oh no no right i've also heard that like filming producing films in italy is like a lot cheaper so that's why a lot of westerns got filmed in italy oh okay yeah um oh by the way i want to say i i just for some reason i don't know why i had it in my head but the the first film's actually longer than the second film. I thought it was the other way around, but it's only by like 10 minutes. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The first one is almost two hours long. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's only an hour 34. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it more. <laughs> I don't <know>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the first one definitely felt a bit too long for its, um, like, uh, it should have only been one and a half hour long. Both of these should have. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about, um, the gadgets, because I, I think we both want to talk about the gadgets. So with mm. this film, uh, Dick Malloy gets sent to, where does he get sent first? Is Paris? Does he get sent back to Paris? I yeah, see. right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Paris. Then, yeah. And then, then he goes to Turkey. Because right? he's, he's on vacation in Paris. They get him yeah. back. And then they're like, oh, you got to go back to Paris. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> so uh, he's he's back in Paris. And um, this time he's actually told like, hey, we need you to get intel. Like we need you to find out where this person's <laughs> gone. Be an actual spy, uh, which was oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they give him all these gadgets. So the first gadget they have is his belt, which takes photos, which is kind of neat. Um, but yeah, the, the is- neatest part about that is the way it prints out so that the film prints along the belt and then he just pulls it out and looks at the mm. pictures which i i actually quite enjoyed i thought it was yeah, that, neat. that was pretty cool what was one of the other uh gadgets i'm trying to uh, think like now. you had the the ray gun um well that's I've, the biggest thing yeah. is the ray gun it's right like the, it vaporizes uh anything <laughs> yeah anything you only get to see it for a little bit, though. Uh, That's true, yeah. <laughs> what was... I know he had more gadgets this time. Oh, well, the enemies had the um, the lighter that shot a poison dart, so it could yes. get loaded with the poison dart. That's right, yeah. Every every Which... spy movie should have, like, a, 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 <laughs> poison. Poi- a po- poison gadget. Like, uh, you have, like, in, in From Russia with Love, you have, like... Uh, a knife that comes out of a boot heel and that's like poison um, corroded. Oh, the other thing is his, um, cause they set it up in the first scene and you're like, what do they set up? You never know. And they don't do it until the end, which I thought it was very clever. Cause it's just 
just long enough where you're like, oh, I, I, yeah, they were doing something with that. And then you forgot about it, right? And they bring it back <laughs> where he was doing the Morse code with his buttons. Oh, right. Yeah. That that was the other one. I, I enjoyed that. Um, I, I say there's a lot of gadgets and there are. I just, I'm <laughs> struggling to remember. You just watched it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, there, there's a lot more. If I think about it, since Jenko is no help, if I think about it, I'll say it. <laughs> I don't think uh, you're watching it. I don't, I, I, I don't think. I think you just I, said you watched it. No, no. I honestly did watch it with my bowl of ice cream, but, uh, I don't know. Yeah, probably I'd... just focused on your bowl of ice cream. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I, I don't, I, I, I shouldn't be. It shouldn't be this hard to remember what I just watched. But I just, I just thought it was a bit more boring compared to the first one, and I just lost, I just lost a bit of focus um, during the middle of the film. Well, there's the scene. Yeah, I don't want to go over scene by scene with this because no. it's all going to blend together. Um, and then, whatever, uh, they're enjoyable. I, I still say mm. to watch them if you if you want. If it sounds like something that you're definitely like, it's up your alley. Um, yeah. The bad guy had a cool diabolical laughter. I like that. The um. There's a scene where he has to chase someone with the boat. Oh, that's right. So they introduce a female agent in the mix, which yes, that's right. Is uh was kind of nice because, well, okay, I'll come back to this. It was I was gonna say it's kind of nice because like uh, Dick Malloy doesn't end up sleeping with her because obviously it's James Bond ripoff, so he's gonna sleep with women, but yeah. um. He kind of does sleep with her because that's how the movie ends. It's like, oh, you get your vacation, Dick Malloy, because they they made it sound like, oh, you got another mission. Oh, it's a vacation. And they're like, oh, great. And you think it's just for Dick Malloy, but then they're like, it's for both of you, just randomly. So they just take off. You're like, okay, I guess he is going to sleep with her. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's a James Bond film, then obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like... But uh, the one scene I was thinking about was uh, she she's in the carpet. And they're taking off in the boat, and he just <laughs> he just jumps onto a boat that's nearby, and the guy's in there. He's just like, "Follow that boat!" And the guy just doesn't even hesitate. He's like, "Yeah," <laughs> and he just chases them. Um, uh, oh, I was gonna say, oh yeah, that's right. We were talking about the secret messages in this movie. Like the waiter says, uh, "Oh, you should really." look at this specific like <laughs> bottle of wine and so he looks at his menu and you can see like the the, the name of the wine is kind of has like loosely taped on there and he just lifts it up and <laughs> underneath it ah. says follow follow me <laughs> oh right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I enjoyed it because it's just like it's so stupid but it works <laughs> um but yeah, what did what else like what you you said it you didn't find it as entertaining you thought it was a yeah. little bit more boring but what like what else did you take away with it like uh like my my takeaway is that um it just felt the same as the previous film um 
Uh, well, they changed up a couple of things. Like it, it felt more like a spy film, but mm-hmm. it, it did feel I, more like a spy film, which is what I enjoyed. Yeah, but I still felt that I didn't get anything fresh out of it. It was still the same plot almost, and it was still the. Uh, I just, I just wish they were more, more, way more creative than with it than, than they were, uh, because there is room for a lot of improvement and uh <clears throat> it just yeah just didn't didn't really pull me away like it did with the first film um yeah i could see that i'm not going to argue against it i would mm. say one thing that's a little bit confusing for me in these films is the women seem to look very alike uh and in this film there's like three of them and they both seemed exactly the same um yeah i i noticed that too the the rich like, uh the rich lady what's her name was uh uh mika i think was something like that mika whatever but she was mm-hmm. she was a bit more like standout but the other two this the daughter and the secretary lady they looked identical I think it was the secretary. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but yeah, they de- definitely looked identical. And I I was thinking, like, is that because, like, the style back then was just, like, that's just a lot of what people were wearing? <laughs> or is it just the director who was like, oh, I need you in my film and you who look exactly like the other lady? I need, like, you know, like, did he add a type of uh, person like, he, like he blonde, tried to like cast the, for the, the part? Like, Not even just blonde. Like, they just, they look the same, you know? They do, yeah. So they look like, uh, yeah, they all look like uh, Claudio Cardinal or something. And that's a there's a little bit of a faux pas, and if you ask me, because when you're making a film and you're making characters, like you want to be able to, without that, like that's just, it's kind of a rule <laughs> basically. Is like if that character is on the screen, you want the audience to know exactly who they're looking at. That's why you make characters who like. Mm have uh, unique right, identifiers, yeah. you know, uh, even if it's just like clothing or something like that. But all these, yeah. the, the, it's not followed here. The only person who's very unique, uh, uniquely identified is Dick Malloy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a problem if all, all the characters do look alike. And mm-hmm. like I had, the, I had this issue you, with this film a lot more than the other mm, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even uh, the, like the other one I had problems uniqueness. with. Yeah, no, like uniqueness is important, and all characters should have their own identity. Mm-hmm. But you can notice that a lot of a lot of Italian films have this problem too. I've noticed, um, like there are a couple of uh, films where um, where a lot of people look the same, uh, so sometimes it's hard to tell them apart. So you're, you, you get a little bit confused uh, during the story. I think it might be a bit of a country thing where mm. uh, the actresses just don't want to like. They want to look beautiful. I I, I could be making yeah. this up, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say like. Um, no. It's a, sounds right. Y- sounds, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to say though like oh all of them were like that then I'm I'm just making. A sort of a bold assumption, like, oh, well, they wanted to look beautiful mm. on camera because they wanted to get other... Because I, I know... I don't know where I know this from, but I do know for a fact that being an actress uh, in, in Italy at, at that time was also like being a model. Like, you had to, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and that's that's not even me making up stuff. That's that's an actual uh, fact. No, the, absolutely, yeah. I, I, I can see that as well. Yeah. And I mean, it like, could be argued yeah. for anywhere in the world at the time, but I'm just saying in Italy at that time is like probably the highest peak of that, that specific thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That was a big tangent. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes. well, we'll, so, we'll we'll wrap this up. I think now uh, we no. yeah. We'll do your rating because I think it's going to be lower, obviously, yeah. than two and a half. I, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it one and a half. One um, and a half. Wow, that's a whole like yeah. score down. Yeah, just one one score down. Uh, there's still something to get out of it, but it's uh, when you look at it, it's still the same thing as the previous one. Mm-hmm. And I I just hoped for a little bit more. Uh, playing around with stuff with the plot with um, spy things in general okay. and yeah if it's just the same film uh, I, I won't treat it as equally <laughs> yeah that's fair you know what on looking back on it even though i had fun with this one i might just stick with my two and a half uh for both mm. for both films yeah it, it's kind of one yeah. of those things where it's like i'm giving it the same score but if you ask me, I I still enjoyed the other one better. But obviously, that's just like a which would you, would you rather watch sort of situation. I'm I'm probably gonna like them both the same. <laughs> oh. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that that's that's perfectly fair. Um, I uh, before we go to our plug, I kind of want to ask you uh, something real quick. Um, also, I have a movie recommendation afterwards. But uh, what um, what do you know what Bond films you've you've seen before? I no. <laughs> no I think okay. I've seen the current one. I I know I've seen one of his. Uh, okay, one of them. Um, I haven't seen the latest one. I think I have it. I see. I was. I used to work in a a video store. And at one point, I remember the James Bond collection came out for Blu-ray, and I was so tempted to buy it, but it was very expensive, and I wasn't sure because I <laughs> oh yeah I didn't have any Bond experience. So I was like, uh, if I don't like it, then it's a lot of money. I'm sort of not wasting, but you know, I just at that time I did, I couldn't be spending money like that. So yeah, you're absolutely yeah. Right. I I didn't I didn't get it. Scary investment. But I I wish I kind of did now looking back on it. But that also in the same same breath i know that there's always going to be bond collection sets like that like there's always going to be bond collection sets oh, yeah. so absolutely like if it like maybe maybe you'll strike lucky and once it eventually like releases a 4k box set maybe the blu-ray box set gets much cheaper yeah maybe uh but i i can't but, i can't uh, remember i know the 90s bond the pierce brosnan is that him Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I th- the I'm, one we both grew up with. I'm uh, pretty sure I've seen like one or two of that. His I'm. There's mm. a time when I saw. I might have seen another one, uh, like one of the older ones, but I can't remember. So it's not a lot, and anything that I have seen, I I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. No, I've recently been starting to watch all the Bond films in order, so it's been fun. I recently got done with all the Sean Connery ones. So I'm moving over to roger moore um and don't don't particularly remember too much about those but if there's one bond film i could definitely recommend it's um honor majesty secret service the only film uh, george lasenby played in okay and um 
Yeah, that's uh, that, that's I I consider that one of the best Bond films. I'll have to check it out. But who, uh, who made that one? Yeah, but uh, uh, who was that? That was um. Hold on, I'll look it up real quick. Got it faster than you, Peter R. Hunt. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know any of this other guy's films, but yeah. Oh, L- Lince. No, wait. I I searched the wrong film. Never mind. <laughs> um, but uh, th- yeah, there was another film I wanted to recommend that f- kind of feels like a James Bond film, but it it's it's not. But it's a French film from. It's a French film from the eighties called uh, "The Professional" or "Le Professional." Oh, is that? The, and I feel like you, we've talked about this one. Before. It's not. It's not not the one with uh, Leon, uh, but it's. Uh, oh, not Leon! No, I don't. No, uh, d- this random side note in this episode. I'm not a big fan of Leon. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I like it, but I'm not too crazy about it as other people are but uh, i don't understand the fuss yeah i i get it too but uh the the movie i'm thinking of is um it has it plays around with the bond tropes like the character is um the character is like uh, a very he's a very uh he's uh, what, what am I trying to explain here? <laughs> like he, he he talks in a way a spy talks and uh, like it like he was part of a government uh, agency but retired and then he he the movie starts out in where he's in like this African country and he gets a a fox um, court like a fake court trial but mm-hmm. eventually but but he gets in jailed uh but he he escapes and then it turns out that there's some government secrets involved and um that was actually a really really enjoyable film and i think you'll like that um uh, but I, it just made me think when we're talking about bond films that uh that would be a very good recommendation okay i'll have to check it out i i, I definitely would like to check it out because there's i think i'd like to get into james bond films but mm. yeah um, also, we we got to tell you before we really do do our plugs here. Uh, there's a third Dick Malloy film. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to. Too. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say we'll have to check that one out too, especially if we do another one of these episodes, uh, depending oh, on yeah. how you guys like it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Please um, uh, give a give a comment on how you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Oh well, I'll I'll do the plugs here quick. So. If you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can shoot us an email at uh, criticallyoptimisticpodcast at gmail.com. And Twitter, we're on Twitter, not as much as we should be just because we're both busy. I know that's not a good excuse, but it, it's just what it is. It's reality. <laughs> so That's true. Yeah. Um, but we are there. Uh, we do have an Instagram, I think. I don't know anymore <laughs> well we do i just haven't updated it but but oh but we will be more we will be more updated on instagram as well yeah and then uh i, I might just make janko use it as his personal instagram to be honest um, <laughs> right and then uh the other thing too is uh i don't know is that it that's it oh no, that's uh, it we, 
we've got our yeah, yeah. episodes coming out every end of every month. Uh, what were you going to say, Janko? Oh, I was just going to say that we have a great episode in store for you on our next major feature. So stay, oh, stay, yeah. stay tuned for that. If there's ever an episode to listen to, it's the next next month's episode that's coming out. Like our major episode. That's going to be the biggest one we've got in our agenda at the moment. So mm-hmm. definitely like listen and keep an ear out and eye out for when it's coming out because well i mean it's going to come out on the set schedule but yeah it's it's going to be good it's going to be great yeah i i'm confident that that will be uh an amazing episode yeah me me too but uh anyways thanks Janko. this was fun yes, doing this feature this was great it's, it's been a pleasure as always all right for everybody else we'll see you next time Bye-bye.